0: What if digital citizen participatory practices are the key to restoring trust in political processes?
1: The problem that we had identified, which was significant and was costing us several hundred of euros per month, was telephone roaming charges. So we launched this citizens' initiative on telephone roaming costs within the European Union in a very simple way. We didn't get a million signatures, but we were able to raise the issue quite considerably and speed up the implementation as before the end of our campaign, the European Parliament had already taken up the issue and finally voted to abolish roaming charges. That
0: was Vincent Chauvet, the 34-year-old mayor of Autun in central France. In April 2012, when Vincent was still a student, he successfully launched one of the first European citizen initiatives called a single tariff. A European Citizens Initiative is a legal mechanism in the Lisbon Treaty that empowers European citizens to submit proposals directly to the European Commission. Vincent's European citizen Initiative was the driving force behind the single roaming charge for mobile phones, which means that we can use our phones across the European Union from Estonia to Portugal without paying any additional costs. The Single Tariff Initiative also helped activate this type of transnational direct democracy. So we were wondering if similar digital citizen participation practices, such as the European Citizens Initiative, could play a key role in restoring trust in political processes.
1: Democracy. Democracy. Democracy.
0: European Democracy Lab podcast from the Institute of European Democrats. Representative democracy would appear to be in crisis. Public confidence in the accountability of democratic representation is in steady decline, both within and outside the European Union. For many citizens, political actors are distant figures and legislative processes appear too complex to follow and control. But how did we get here? Iva Paska, a sociologist and lecturer at the University of the North in Croatia, published a paper last month for the Institute of European Democrats entitled Digital Citizens, Participatory Practices.
2: I think that the problem is present already in the heart of the idea of representation, and it has been recognized as such by some classical political theorists also, for example, Jean Jacques Rousseau or James Mill have identified the problem as in the sense that there is no guarantee that the representatives that are in representative democracy elected by the electorate will actually represent the interests of those who gave them the power to represent in the first place. So this is uh, one point which is actually the seed that could potentially lead to the lack of trust, uh, which we are witnessing today within the contemporary advanced democracies. What is noticeable is that since the 1990s, there is um, increasingly low voter turnout in some advanced democracies in Europe, also in post-communist democracies. This is most notable, I think. And some have been explaining this as a dissatisfaction with democracy. People are dissatisfied because they do not see that the representatives are representing their interests, but they're instead Seen as representing their own political and economic interests.
0: Vincent Chauvet is even more blunt. Representative democracy as we know it is outdated.
1: Representative democracy as we know it in continental Europe, well, yes, it is in crisis. But why? Because it is a model that is based on and was created in a society that no longer exists. The society of the 18th and 19th centuries, where representative assemblies had to be elected because citizens did not necessarily have the time to get involved, because citizens did not necessarily have the skills to get involved and because it was also technologically impossible to gather the opinion of all citizens at all times.
0: Some commentators argue that the current crisis of representative democracy means that citizens don't want to engage in decision-making and opt out of taking action. In fact, quite the opposite is true. Grassroot participatory democracy initiatives have mushroomed across Europe. This phenomenon paints a very different picture from the declining rates of voter participation in recent years. According to Eva Pasca, we're in a transitional phase. Citizens are no longer content to delegate choices to their political representatives. Rather, they want to help shape those choices directly. The new digital technologies have opened up these democratic opportunities for Europeans.
2: There is an increased demand to participate in the decision making process and we are observing that there is a turn towards what is called elite changing forms of political participation. So I would perhaps observe the whole crisis of democratic representation in this context. And also, I would also say that perhaps digital media are contributing to this because in the last 20 years, they have increasingly socialized us to be uh, more and more equated with participation. Digital participatory mechanisms can give very concrete platform or channel or space where citizens can actually voice their everyday concerns, but in concrete manner. So I think that these kinds of practices are very, very important and they should be promoted as one of the possible contributions to the solution of the problem of the low level of trust in political actors and legislative processes. They can, in a sense, certainly revitalize the current representative democratic processes because they can, at one side, give this additional sense of empowerment to the citizens.
0: As part of her research, Eva Paska investigated a number of bottom up digital participation practices, including Mana Bals, a Latvian online platform that citizens use to raise and debate legislative proposals being submitted to Parliament.
2: It is a non governmental initiative which arose in the year 2011 in the aftermath of the financial crisis and increased lack of trust in politicians in Latvia. And it is led by the organization called My Voice, which has managed to form a sustainable platform which can uh, collect the signatures of the citizens. And if 10,000 signatures are collected electronically, then these initiatives are automatically put forward to vote to the SAIMA or the Latvian parliament. I think that it helps this process where these kinds of initiatives are then substantiated, helps to raise the political literacy of the participants, because they are in the sense educated on how to create a real proposal for the legislative act, which is very important, again, I think for the sense of agency and in the sense that the citizens see that this can really function because it really functions in Latvia.
0: Last year, the European Parliament recognized the democratic value of MANABALS by awarding the platform the European Citizens Award. But what has MANABALS actually achieved? Eva Paska.
2: They have a success rate of 39 approved initiatives that resulted actually in the legislative change. Yeah, it is something that is not internationally recognized as I think it should be because it's really good practice example and they have considerable rise in the number of initiatives which are submitted for consideration and then launched like there were 25 in the year 2011 and in the year 2020 there were 109 which were launched what i think is a great success is that they initiated a constitutional change through this platform because before the president of Latvia was elected through close ballot in the parliament and then the initiative was launched through manabals and it had taken four years to uh, gather the signatures but in the meantime the political climate kind of developed in the sense of support for that initiative and then it resulted with an amendment to constitution and it passed in the uh, Latvian Parliament so I think this is really a great success for an Digital participatory practice.
0: Thousands of kilometers away from Latvia, Vincent Chauvet has first hand experience of the effectiveness of new technologies as part of his daily political activity. Nearly 10 years after launching the One Tariff Initiative, the young mayor uses social networks to reach out to citizens and
1: increase the transparency
0: of decision making processes.
1: I've been doing it for almost two years now, and what sets me apart from my colleagues is that I hold a digital permanence every Thursday at 7 p.m. I am live on Facebook for a Facebook live stream, which usually lasts about an hour or an hour and a half, and during which I answer all the questions asked in real time, and which also gives me the opportunity to update the mayor's agenda, which is public and the progress of the files. I often average about a thousand views in this live stream, which is quite a lot for a town of fourteen thousand people. This way, every week, the citizens only have to log in once a month and they have the essential information. They can ask their questions. There are many questions and many day-to-day questions about streets, pavements, waste management, the opening of this or that public service, this or that event, the sanitary rules that must be applied in this or that place, there are not many questions about the budget or about politics. Digital participatory initiatives such as
0: Manabas have shown that Europe's citizens can be proactive in democratic processes when given the opportunity. But is the time ripe to make them a cornerstone of policymaking at any level in Europe? Many EU countries lag behind the digital revolution, as noted by Vincent Chauvet.
1: Today, these forms of participatory democracy are not completely developed in a number of important countries. We do not yet have, in France, this big country, which is also a driving force at the European level, a real major culture of participatory democracy. Citizen initiative or referendum of shared initiative. Other countries have had this culture for a long time, and we can see it. European citizens' initiatives often come from Germany in particular, but also from the Baltic countries, where there is a European culture that is harmonized,
0: for Eva Pasca and others following democratic digital initiatives, the time has come for the EU to take the lead and act. She would like the positive experiences of platforms such as Manabals replicated in every corner of the EU.
2: I think it's important in this phase that first these kinds of practices are promoted. So because I don't think there's enough visibility to their value, about their value on the level of the European Union, these kinds of initiatives that are successful or or have the potential or interest to be successful should be identified and assisted in some ways by linking them to some kind of financial mechanisms. We are now only in the phase of experimentation with these practices. So they're very young compared to the age of the representative democracy. So I think we are only at the beginning of seeing what will happen and how they will aid the democratic processes.
0: Participatory democracy is not a static experience. Rather, it's a laboratory where many experiments are underway. It's important to discuss and engage with these developments to understand their potential, especially at the EU level. The current Conference on the Future of Europe is a good moment to do so. If you would like to learn more about the EU's action on digital citizens' initiatives, please read the paper Digital Citizens' Participatory Practices by Eva Pasca on IED's website www.iedonline.eu. The European Democracy Lab podcast is a series by the Institute of European Democrats, a think tank and political foundation financed by the European Parliament. You can find more about this podcast and learn about our activities on the website www.iedonline.eu.